Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I can't wait to hear it, Jake. Are you going to sing at the same time? Are, are we rolling? Components inside let, me that just, thing? let me just try it real slow and then you guys, and I'm just going to try it real slow. I'm going to try not to mess it up, okay? Is this the podcast? This is when the people so. are like, Jake, no one came here to hear your guitar. There's There's been more comments, aggressive comments lately, commenting. You know to all those people saying, I didn't come here to hear your guitar, Jake, here's what I have to say to you. Stop listening to our podcast. Oh! oh <laughs> that's Damn, right. Dude. Get out of here. Wow. Take that hate somewhere else. Wow, yeah, guys, press pause on hate real quick. Thank you. <laughs> that's a real Press friend. Press pause right there. and then hit resume later. <laughs> no, sorry, you're right. That's a terrible phrase. Hit stop. All right, inject um, that hate. Use like ripple delete on hate. Tape. Use ripple delete. <laughs> Shift delete that hate. <laughs> Just erase history. That's how it goes. That's I messed a beautiful it up song, a little Jake. bit. And I, I don't know tell. the whole thing, but um well it just sounds better the more you get the thing. there's there's this alternating like four, five, six like thumb picking pattern that basically gives it like this this like humming bass line. And it sounds like it's two guitars at once. Um it's pretty amazing uh to hear it played correctly, which is not from me, but I- I'm hoping to get there one day. Anyways. You will. Keep practicing, um, man. Yeah, I know Coulter, exactly what you Coulter mean. I've, I've been able to Ren... do it for a few years now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ren's Ren. As everybody doesn't know this, but Ren is actually a famous musician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna end it there. There's no reason to pursue this bit. There's All a right, famous welcome. folk song well, called yeah. "Grandma Jean" that has the same kind of thing with like Does this it? alternating okay. bass line. If you look it up on YouTube, it's like. Kind of sounds like the Mario theme yeah. when you play it's, it. It's, so, a, it's yeah. a common it's a common pattern that gets used. It's just it's like it's like learning a new effect or learning a new skill. Like once once you learn the bass, then you can apply it to all these other songs. And I I never I've never been driven enough until I heard this particular song to want to learn this this pattern. And so now I'm like Indeed. I have to learn this pattern. That's the and, best when you when you hear a song and you're like, I'm gonna learn this, and then you pick up a new technique from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what you need to learn yeah. an instrument is like a song that you want to learn. The real you want to the achieve. real like epicness of it though comes from the stories and like the musicians and the stories of the guys who were at the cutting edge of that and mm-hmm. were like you know learning it from each other, new techniques that people hadn't ever heard before. That that's, novelty, <laughs> yes, novelty, but but in a way, my that, favorite thing. I mean, I guess it is it is true novelty. You're right, Ren. <laughs> yeah, novelty, novelty is at the heart of any creative pursuit of mine. Ren, mm. you know what's hilarious right now is that I have you on Discord, and uh, <laughs> I can see I can see Nico and Nick, 
and then I can see your legs and I have all the other people in chat on right, but it just so <laughs> happens that your legs get cut off and then you're in chat exactly at the point where your head would be. <laughs> That's, That's really funny. Hey, did this take... podcast start? It must have yeah, started. I, I think hey, it started. Thanks for bearing with us while we did our musical intro still anyways. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess we should uh, get at it. Hey, how's it going everyone? Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We have a lot of things to talk about today. Yeah, do we? Uh, probably we, the biggest one that if you're seeing the title to this video and you're like, get to the point already, what's up with this song? <laughs> we had a very special guest on Visual Effects Artists React yesterday. We did. Mm-hmm. His name Me. was Red, Red, Red Whiteman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, it was Seth Rogen. <laughs> Whoa, surprise. Seth Rogen. I didn't Rogan. read the title of the podcast. <laughs> Seth Rogen. I mean, if you follow any of our social media, you'll know that at this point. We, we were like... Oh, we should probably like play it cool, you know, try to keep it under wraps. And then like I keep checking through the night and there's like more and more photos going up. I'm like, All right. yeah, well, we talked about it yesterday. It was like, should, is this something that we should keep a secret until the episode <laughs> drops? Is this something that we should kind of like play uh, even particularly extra cool? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you just happen to have an episode of Seth Rogen go out today. No big deal. Check yeah, it out yeah, if you're interested. Yeah, cool. um, and then it's like when it came down to it, like uh, Nico made a point that I, I agree with. And it's like the whole idea of secrecy, I think, isn't really as powerful as you might hope. Or mm-hmm. I forget how you phrased it. It was a little bit a lot more eloquent than how I just said it. But damn, I'm just naturally eloquent, huh? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so at the end of the day, it was kind of like, well. It's like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Like, what are we gaining cool. from keeping it a secret? What are, you, what are you doing, Nico? Well, in this case, in this case, you're <laughs> not you. gaining a whole lot. What you want to yeah. keep, what you usually want to keep off of social media, is like the stuff that you're actually capturing with camera. Yeah. That's going <clears> to <throat> appear in the final piece to which all the money from the budget is going. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to yeah. have somebody re- be releasing something that's going to be in that. Yeah, exactly. You know? But this is just like guys sitting on a couch and you know <laughs> reacting to to footage and 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 not Bad from the great. same angle of the camera not cut like yeah the so it's a little well, bit different yeah and ultimately this was just incredibly cool yeah <laughs> it's kind of hard to not share the the news it's <laughs> yeah. pretty sweet it was really cool yeah so no, should we kind of like do a bit of story mode? yeah like story time story like, time so the uh, story actually starts with ren yeah, okay, so uh, last year, right at the beginning of lockdown, like mid-March, mid to late March of 2020, I get a random DM on Twitter from Seth Rogen being like, hey man, big fan, love the show. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, it was like the first time an actual legit, like mega star, like acknowledged my existence well hold on and tom cruise came down to our studio oh my bad my bad but so hold on a second so uh, not the time when will smith hit us up oh that's true but i wasn't there for that or the time that snoop dogg hit us up i wasn't there for that either <laughs> this is like this is a big personal one for me i was like, like wow this is pretty into sweet your dms yeah into your personal dms my personal dm and i was just like wait what did, I you, mean, have to, did you have to double check to see if it was the real i did account? i straight yeah. up had to check i mean well i saw the blue check mark right away so i was like okay that's not just it i mean this is twitter just has, doesn't have blue check marks to anybody they don't <laughs> just have blue like check but, marks to anybody <laughs> but no it was very it was like one of those weird surreal moments i was like i checked and it was like even though i saw at every point that this was real i was still in my head just like there's no way this is real and obviously i got over that pretty quickly and uh we chatted for a little bit and i was like hey i mean 
maybe once uh, this pandemic thing is all over, we can uh, collab on something. He's like, yeah, that'd be great. And that was March 2020. <laughs> that was back when we all naively thought this was just going to be like a, a couple months of annoyance and then it'd be over. Yeah, uh, yeah here we are a year and a half later, right? Um, anyway, and that was pretty much it. And I pretty much spent the the rest of that of last year and this year kind of just thinking of ideas. I've got several ideas for like corridor shorts that we could do with Seth, random different ideas that we can do together. But it was still like just one of those things is like, do I hit him up? Like he's busy. He's making like movies and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't want to slap him to him. Like, like am, I, am I valuable enough to the world of filmmaking and art? And just like, do enough people watch my stuff to justify me reaching out to someone like Seth Rogen to yeah. see do something with us? And it's like, you know, if, if I had the right project... I would have no problem, you know, reaching out to someone like him. Like, I, I have a contact. Let's do it. I've done mm-hmm. it for other random things like that in the past that have worked out. I don't know. It's just like I got in my head a little bit too too frequently and just never ended up doing it. And that goes to the next part of the story. <laughs> so next part of the story is uh, this is where I take over for a minute here. So it's about a month and a half ago. And I'd never check my Instagram DMs like the 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 general ones for people I don't follow. Like, you know, if a friend sends me a DM, it'll pop up like a text message. But for people I don't follow, I just I, I never look at them. Um, so I don't really use Instagram as a like a platform for talking to anybody. It's mostly just for posting pictures once in a while. And that's it. Do you are you talking about like the the accepted messages? Yeah. List? Or even just like the because, you know, anybody can send you a message and I I don't get thousands of them, but I get a hand, you know, a handful. I'm I mean, sure I'm the same way. I, like, yeah. I have like the primary messages list that I pretty much just put everything into and in the general mm-hmm. list and then the uh, the request the list. Requests, the and requests, the re- and yeah. within the requests, you can sort by new. Um, or you can sort by how many followers they have. Or sort by follower size. And that's yeah. that's a fun one because you can instantly be like, all right, who famous has sent me a message? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, it's, wow, wow okay, it's okay. Instagram famous. There's a little sure. asterisk. <laughs> and yeah, there actually should be a few asterisks on that. If someone with like 100,000 followers hits there's me a up, little, it's like, is that really There's a little blue check mark in the shape of an asterisk. A little blue, <laughs> blue asterisk, sorry. But still, though, it's like, you know, it's an easy way to just like... All right, is this message worth my time? Yeah. Maybe something will come up. I'll look so at it at least. <laughs> I get only like one person a day who who I don't know sends me a message on Instagram. But like I said, it's, mm-hmm. I, I just don't check it very often. I maybe check it once every two or three weeks. So I just happened to check it, and literally an hour before I check it is a message sent to me from a man named Seth. The blue check mark next to his name. And it says, hey, I really like your show. <laughs> the, the, the famous like, Potter. Wait a minute. Is this the V, Seth? And then, uh, sure enough, it is. And I cannot believe that I managed to look at my messages on the same day that he sent me one. Because how bad would it have looked if two weeks later I got back to him like, oh, hey, cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so I'm yeah. really wishing you had because then he would have just hit me up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I was like, oh, this is crazy. I need to respond. And. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna out Mike here. I'm sorry, Mike, but I'm sure the Lonely Island guys don't listen to this podcast. Uh, so what they they so, definitely do. They're listening right now. Just bated <laughs> bated breath. So now Mike, that you've called them out, yeah. yeah well, my yeah. Now they called them out. But so Mike uh, works with them here and there. You know, he did the uh, the Bash Brothers thing on Netflix with them, and uh, you know, just like me, they're they're. they're filmmakers that he looks up to immensely um you know they really paved the way for a lot of like the stuff that got us into filmmaking you know they're big on channel 101 before youtube was even a thing um 
so, you know, when these people hit you up that you really look up to, <laughs> you, and you try to type a text message back to them, it's like, you get, like, five words into it, and like, this is the dumbest sounding thing. Like, it's either, like, everything's all properly capitalized and punctuated. It's like, this is way too formal. It sounds like I'm spending too much time on it. And then you, like, try to write it casually, like, this is way too... This, now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Greetings, Suthigan. Uh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Greetings, exactly. fellow citizen. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Rogan. And it's like, God dang it. Uh, anyways, so up, what Mike does, <laughs> so, dude. you know, so, dude, uh, what Mike does is he opens so Notepad and he dude. types his he types his responses in Notepad first, so that they so that the other person can't so see the see dot, the dot, dot, dot dot dot. I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, imagine you sit, you know, you, you don't want to sit there uh, like, oh, they're gonna type a reply, and then like ten minutes later, it's like they still haven't hit send. <laughs> I find like, it so funny the hidden social dynamics of communication. <laughs> on the internet it is so funny like, I mean, these laws we constrain ourselves to but it's like real it's like yep. you know like you don't talk to someone and just be like one second <laughs> go into the corner and like stand in the corner text messaging was like IRL yeah. we should make a little short about that turn oh into real life conversation yeah, yeah that's funny. but it's like yeah those you know it's those little three dots that's a that's an actual legit thing that you gotta it's it's part of the conversational dynamic yeah. it's like yep. you can't just ignore it it's like and especially like sometimes it's like if there's someone i haven't talked to in a long time and i'll accidentally see one of their instagram stories they're gonna know that i've seen that story now because it shows yeah. you yeah. and i've got this image that is nice bright red <laughs> i'm like oh god dang it um <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's a stupid example, but I, I guess what I'm saying is I use Notepad anytime I need to uh, write something that I need to put a lot of thought into because a text box uh, for a yeah. comment or something is just not a good spot because you can only see like the previous forty characters or so, and if you got like a big response, it's, it's a thing. So I get it. Dude, the worst is when you see the dots and they're there for like a minute, then they disappear, they disappear nothing. and you don't get a message for like hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're like, okay, this was really a secondhand message I just received. <laughs> maybe they were, maybe they were going, okay, wait, is this too formal? Wait, is this too oh, yeah. casual? Yo, oh, they just you know abandoned. what? I'm just, I'm just going to respond later. Maybe they later. were the nervous ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the whole like, uh, what do you call it? The double, the, the double aspect where you, I can't even think of the phrase right now. I have a the bad headache. Double um, entente? Well, no, like the <laughs> standard, the double standard of, mm. of that is like, oh, I got to make sure you get, you get so in your head about things. Yeah. But then if you were receiving that, you saw the dot, dot, dot. It's like, no, they can't possibly be trying to formulate a better sentence. This is personal. Yeah, this is, they, this is a personal <laughs> slight. This yeah. is the only possible option. But if I'm doing it, no, okay, it's not personal. I have a real, I have, a, I have an interesting question about this. And, I've, and I'm wondering if this only happens to me or if this happens to other people. There's a few people in my life. Thankfully, none of them at Corridor, but there's a few people <laughs> that I've met along the way where I've literally been, I've realized that my problem isn't that I don't get along with that person. My problem is that that person and me are almost the same person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like we, I can't communicate with that person because it's like, it's like it's like bouncing into a wall Cancels every you time out. you talk yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, and this has happened with like three people in my life. And <laughs> has this ever happened to you guys? Oh, 100 percent. OK, 100 percent. 
Are you friends uh, with those people? I'm, I'm do you intrigued. know? Do you still talk to those people? Are they like in your life, I, or were they? In I your mean, li- yeah, my like, mom's still in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice a really stark similarity. You know, <laughs> you know honestly, I feel like I have a, a healthy, like, professional relation, respectful relationship with those people, but it's hard to definitely like be friends with them per se. Yeah, you know, it's like puzzle pieces. Yeah, you want, you want the? I don't know what. There's probably actually like puzzle terms for like the the knob and the socket. You probably know? ball yeah. and socket. <laughs> but yeah, you want them to fit together. Right. Um, so, anyways, uh, after sitting in Notepad for like 20 minutes, um, I eventually composed my response and sent it over, which is just basically you know amounts to like, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to say that. Um, means a lot. And yeah, super flattered and thank you. You know, more or less what it boiled down to. And then I'm like, cool. And then there's a part of me that goes, if you don't ask a question, you will not get a response. I'm like, oh, I should ask him to be on the show. And then it's like, then it's just back down the rabbit hole of like, is it too soon? Yeah. <laughs> Do I have the social power to ask this is question? Is he going to be like, what the heck, man? I just want to tell three him. messages first. I mean, yeah, my you God. Know, like, you don't want to be, you don't want to like impose on somebody where it's like, I was just trying to tell you that yeah, I liked your show. I didn't want to like make it a work thing. Uh, <laughs> this is this is like we are two in the heads. The show, yeah, uh, dude, it's real. So, anyways, long story short, I tried to just like shrug all that off and just be normal, mm-hmm. which I I can get most of the way there. Um, oh, you probably did. Yeah, you probably were. Well, he he showed up, so I clearly did something right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. You played, true. It, you played it cool. But anyway, so I eventually I asked him like, "Hey, you know, would you have any interest in coming on? Um, you know, seeing that you've written, directed, produced, acted." And all these things, and and he responds a little while later. You know, whatever the day goes on, he eventually responds with, "Yeah, man, if you wouldn't have asked me, I was going to kind of push myself to come on the show." And like that made me feel a lot better. Yeah, um, it's like okay, phew. Yeah, all right. This is less of uh, an inconvenience to you than I initially worried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was really cool, and it's just like it was really neat to know that he was excited about it and wanted to be on the show. And one of the things that he mentioned when he was uh, filming with us was he takes a lot of inspiration from YouTube yeah. and just kind of that world of reality. You know, for example, he, he pointed out like, you know, watching America's funniest home videos montage, a 20 minute long montage is going to make you laugh more than most comedy movies do. And it's like, yeah. that's what he has to compete with is like, that's because all the stuff is at your fingertips now on YouTube. And when he's writing comedy, like that's what he's competing with. Um, and so he will spend a lot of time watching that stuff and trying to figure out like, why does it work and how can he pull some of these elements into his films? Um, so, you know, it's not just VFX artists react, but you know, a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube. He also brought up like every frame of painting Yeah. and I can't remember who he was talking to. I think it was a cinematographer. It was the cinematographer for Edgar Wright for right, some yes. of his movies. Uh, and mentioned that like, even that guy, like watching every frame of painting is like, Oh, I didn't know I did that. That's really cool. <laughs> I often feel like those like YouTube analysis breakdowns go way too deep into things yep. and like find weird patterns that no one on set thought of. And like, it's like sometimes that is intentional, but sometimes it's not. You know, when like you're in you're in school or whatever and you got a, a book assignment, mm-hmm. you gotta read it and then uh the teacher goes over all like the analysis of it and it's like, oh, the theme of this character yeah. choosing to do this, uh while also having the imagery of this in the background, it's like, that means this one thing. And a- a- as a student, you're just like, 
no <laughs> no <laughs> but then as you get older and you start incorporating that some of that stuff into your own work you're like well i mean i guess maybe maybe and yeah. then you get to these situations where like let's say we put out something and someone else does a whole breakdown let's say we are edgar wright and someone did a breakdown of our movies and you know i'm edgar wright sitting there going Yep, that's that's totally totally what I was intending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm great. <laughs> Sometimes talented people just do stuff because it feels right, though. And, that's yeah. and like, exactly. I don't think there's always intention, and there's patterns that can be recognized. Sometimes, yeah, it's like, like there's intention, but it's not necessarily conscious. There yeah. are, and that, that is mean, like kind of the basis of a lot of art. There are ancient. Um, uh, like symbols and ways of of introducing different types of characters and ways of telling stories, though that that like go can be related all the way back sure. to like our our origins as a species and things like that. And I think some of that, like f- even though it's not direct, it just kind of filters through in the process of of just creating. I think it comes back to patterns, honestly. Like yeah. there's like basic human struggles and yeah. themes. And yeah, they were doing the same thing thousands of years ago for sure. Isn't it like, Um, isn't there a thing where there's actually only like something like a couple dozen or a few dozen different stories? Only a few. And every every story, every book, every movie, every whatever can basically be brought down to one of these core branches of story type. Yep. I I, I don't remember the specific number of what those stories are, but I found it interesting. I think it's only five, if I'm not mistaken. I studied this for a little bit, but forgot most of it. Like, there's the hero's journey. There's, like, a couple yeah. others. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so, you know, Seth Rogen came into the show. You know, we talked on Instagram a little bit, and he, we set a date and uh, managed to make time in his schedule, and he came on out. One of, one of my favorite things was at the end of the shoot. So, like, anytime we have somebody else in the shoot, we usually promote something. It's like a, it's like a talk yeah. show, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, imagine going funny. on, like, Jimmy Kimmel, and, like, usually they're doing it as part, like, actors or whomever is doing it as part of, like, a press tour for something. Yeah. So what's um, your plug, kid? Let's yeah, exactly. So we get yeah. to the end, we're like, well, is there anything you want to promote? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, are you sure we can push people somewhere? He's like, uh, well, let's promote Total Recall. <laughs> so at the end of the series, we just promote the 1990 film Total Recall. <laughs> that, yeah. And so we're going to have to come up with like graphics for like, you can stream it here on so-and-so. Yeah, I, I don't know if that oh speaks to him just being on a, a whole other level where it's like he's so prolific that he doesn't need to plug stuff. I mean, he said that. Or He's also, like, oh, my stuff's out there. Yeah. yeah. Which is a pretty but, polite way of saying, like, everyone knows who I am. Yeah. We're fine. We're Th- fine. This won't make a dent. Um, but <laughs> I think it more speaks to... Uh, the way I saw it, honestly, was like, he was just excited to be there and yeah. like get Which to nerd cool. out with you guys. That was super cool. That was incredibly cool. And, and that showed, I think, and it'll show in the episode, I think. There and, was no vibe of, like, forced... Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I've gotten questions of like, what was it like? Like, how did you feel? Like, were you excited? And it's like, well, yeah, it was very exciting. And I was less nervous than I uh, thought I might be in like the hour or two leading up to it. Um, I'll get into what was actually on my mind in the hour or two leading up to that in a bit. But um, (laughs) yeah, and and yeah, it's like he came in and was like, that is Seth Rogen. Hi, (laughs) nice to meet you. And he's like, hi, and whatnot. I was like, incredibly normal so normal it was just a very normal experience it's like it's another person this literally could have been anyone walking in the door that i've never met before but the it yeah 
When a human yeah. being talks to another human being, Ren, there's a very special thing that happens called communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? But like, I don't know. I've, I've, I have met a lot of fans who, are, who know who I am and have seen... I'm sure you're in the same boat where it's mm-hmm. like... They know a lot about us, mm-hmm. and we know nothing about them. Mm-hmm. And they ha- they make a lot of assumptions about who we are based on what they've seen, based on what we've put out there. And so sometimes that can kind of either create a disconnect, or they get really overwhelmed when right. they meet mm-hmm. us. And uh, it's like now I have to deal with you being overwhelmed about meeting me. And it's like I've I can do that. That's fine. That's not a big deal. I've done it enough. <laughs> uh, but at at the same time, they're just like I'm just not used to. They, they say it. They, they literally verbalize to, to me that they're not used to talking with someone that they've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was literally the exact same position that we were all in yeah. the moment Seth showed up. True. Yeah. Well, we played it cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. We, just we, have we think we did. We, we don't actually know. It's like you guys yeah. want to like go check like, out. You want to like check the out the studio tour? Can do he didn't make it hard. Forget about that. <laughs> yeah. You have to. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's still just a person. You know. Right. Yeah. It's a. Uh, like I had a lot of in not, I guess some interactions, but a lot of exposure to famous people when I interned at MTV for a summer when I was like 22. Oh my gosh. I forget about that. So. Yeah. I, I still don't even know who you, who you interacted with. A lot of say. people actually. Um, yeah. Freddie Singer was Maroon up there five, with the, the Fazy clan. Jim, Jim class heroes. <laughs> Common, even Dobrik. Uh, <laughs> saw 50 cent on the escalator. Like, <laughs> uh, but I like, I legitimately interacted with, you know, famous people and most, the vast majority of people aren't famous because they are, you know, one in a billion hyper charismatic, effectively aliens. You know, most people are famous because what they do as their profession puts them out there in front of people. Um, you know, like, like a news anchor, for example, like a famous yeah. news anchor, they're not necessarily famous because, like, God, that person's just so cool. You mean like, like LA's? <laughs> you mean like LA's Steve Kuj? <laughs> like LA's Steve Kuj? Yeah. Uh, you know, like <laughs> most people are famous because, like, you know, it's like I'm a musician, and music is something that just is uh, consumed by a lot of people. So you're going to have people know what you do, and they're going to know your name. Um, and so you know, that's something I have to like remind myself, like when interacting with somebody like Seth or even just like another big YouTuber is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, put all that away. It's just another person doing their thing. And like, yeah, you have a lot of exposure to them and the videos that you've seen of them. But like, it's just another professional out there doing their work and doing what they're passionate with. Um, just like any other human being out there. So I, I was very impressed with how professional Seth was. Like, yeah, it was getting close to two. He was supposed to show up at, at 2 p.m. That was like the meeting time. Right. And it was kind of getting close to that. And he hadn't shown up yet. It was still early. And like Christian, and I were like, I mean, like he could be half an hour late. Maybe that's just his thing. Like, I, I guess we're it wouldn't be out it. of character yeah. as far as what the public knows. But like he showed up exactly at two. <laughs> he was yeah. shockingly on time. <laughs> I think he might have. <laughs> oh, then he may have been early. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like Christian was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check to see," and like literally came back with Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh God, he's here!" <laughs> right yeah. at two. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, it was comforting to know that like, you know, people are on the show. I guess honestly, everybody we've had in the show has watched the show, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, we haven't had a situation where somebody's on the show and they've just never seen it before. But even so, it was comforting. It was really comforting and helped make it easier to know that he's watched a lot of these episodes. So he's coming in having spent 15 minutes every Saturday with us, you know, and just like we're coming into this, having spent 
you know, chunks of two hours with him uh, watching, you know, the films. And so you have like a double parasocial relationship thing yeah, going on. Yeah, it's really <laughs> odd. Both have like perceived projections of the other person as from watching videos. Yeah. But, and but, like, uh, you know, when you have a video get get a million views or many videos get many views uh, in our case, it, it, it's it's very hard to kind of like wrap your head around like who out there is actually seeing these videos. And mm. this is a pretty good example of, you know, who people knows how many them. other like big directors yeah. or actors or whoever famous people that we know are seeing our stuff on a regular basis that we just have no idea. It's really probably weird. like Neil Blomkamp or something. He's probably seen him. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, man. Probably. Probably. Probably, right? Probably. I hope he joins us. I hope we can get that worked out. Yeah. I Has mean, that been, uh, have we talked about that yet? I don't, th- I don't know if we've, we've never talked, talked about, about it. that. I was, yeah, actually, he was lined I was up casually in case we didn't want to talk Damn. about it. Yeah, no, he had him. He, I mean, he's a fan of the show too. Uh, Sam and him talked a bunch one or two years ago around when the Boss Town series were dropping. Mm. And uh, yeah, he had a, he was doing a thing. He was going to be in town for a press tour and was going to be on the show. But due to uh, the Delta variant and various yeah. other things, it just fell through. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it, it'll still happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it will. I think it will. Even mm. if it means like we actually go up to Vancouver to yeah, film it, which would be kind of wild. Canada. I'm down. Yeah. 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 I'm down too. Um, I'd be super down. And but yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is. Seth's point was that a lot more people of his caliber watch YouTube than anyone on YouTube really is mm. um, aware of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You mean just like normal people? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> but like, it's, it's cool. Like, what do you mean? Other, you mean people who, everybody watches YouTube? It's like everybody watches Dang. YouTube. No, but, dude. Which is also really intimidating. Like, oh, it's like all oh, these shots that we've dunked on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> already knew because the artists who would work on those shots that we would dunk on would hit us up yeah and it's like but i also think that there's an appreciation for some of that stuff because to the traditional industry youtube's still a little bit edgy you know there's not a bunch of producers involved at every step of the way to try to and there's also a lot of mirror everything to make yeah. it perceived in yeah. a certain way. There's always a lot of control over what a lot of those people can say. Yeah. Uh, so, even like even artists or whatever, you know, they, they're like they're not allowed to talk about something until an embargo drops. And even then, obviously, they're not going to, you know, just dunk on anyone because that's their industry. And so we are in a weird position where we can do that without repercussions. Yeah. But it's not like I want to personally. Well, I, I don't want to do that. It's honesty. It's yeah, it's hundred exactly, Jake. It's hundred percent yeah. what it is. Like, because yeah, if you're in the industry, you you don't say you can never say like, oh, that was a shitty movie I made. Right. And honestly, like, <laughs> like guys, you should, we're all just making movies. Like, who the fuck cares? You can say you made a shitty movie. Like, thousands of shitty movies come out every year. But like, if you're in the industry, like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you say like disrespected? Yeah. It's just us. it's a scary thing to do sometimes because you can piss off the wrong person, yeah. and at least you know. It doesn't necessarily lead to big things, but it just leads to hassle. And so everybody's yeah. very careful. And, and perhaps it creates barriers. a bit of an environment of like, you know, being nice to each other, which is good. But it also creates an environment where you, sometimes you just, you can't relax and not take yourself seriously and just be like, that was a bad VFX shot, you know, or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, like you're saying, Ren, we are in a position where we can do that. But truth be told, like when you watch a bad VFX shot, you know, it's a bad VFX shot. Like there's no need to sugarcoat it. And <laughs> right. Just say it's a bad VFX shot. And if it bugs you, I'd like, cool. 
Well, it's look, funny you know, because some cool. of the some <laughs> of the most prolific people in the traditional industry they they've they've gone through that. Yeah. And they've been honest about stuff and maybe it's bit them in the ass a few times, but overall it's like it's a it's a it's a hoop of fire though. You and yeah. you and if you really want to get to the other side, you got to jump through it at some point and you you might not make it. You might get caught. <laughs> you might start on fire, you know. <laughs> But there's a few on the other side and you're like, yo, I see, I see you over there. And and you know, those people have done it because, because they've been able to be honest about stuff, but you know, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it creates both things. Like you said, like there's an environment where you, maybe you're being facetious to people. And there's also an environment where it's like, well, let's just try to respect the craft for the craft itself because it's hard enough to do to begin with. Right. And both of those things are happening at the same time. So yeah. Seth did tell us about the movie he's currently working on, and I'm not going to give any details except what's already listed on IMDb mm. publicly. He is currently starring in a movie by Steven Spielberg called the Fablemans. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he sounds like, yeah. So he was saying last Saturday, the episode with your dad, <laughs> uh, uh, Alex Laurent, who worked on, you know, minority report, uh, saving private Ryan Spielberg movies, Seth told us, like, yeah, I was just sitting there in my trailer watching the episode. And then when the episode finished, I was like, that was cool. Put it in my pocket. Now I'm going to go get direction from Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Walked out his door. I was like, yo, what's up, Steven? And the same cinematographer who was <laughs> yeah, shooting. Yeah. Saying, there was a picture of them two lining up a shot in the video. And he's like, yeah. And then I looked and they were right over there. Yeah. <laughs> the so, yeah, that was really trippy because it's like, okay, weird small world things going on. You yeah. Know? And they um, wrote an article about your dad. Did you see that? Screen Rants oh, wrote yeah, an article rant. featuring uh, your dad's defense <laughs> of the the worst VFX shot in history. <laughs> I talked to him the other night the about King that, King. actually. He's like, man, I wish I had like, I, I wish I'd had more energy because I was like at the end of our like mummy <laughs> session before we broke for lunch. Mm. And yeah, he, he was like, damn, if I knew they were going to like. Like put me out in an article, I would have like gone way more in depth on the Scorpion King. Yeah, I mean, it basically, right. kind of came down yeah. to it was like it was a, it was an overly ambitious thing for the time, you know. And we did our best, and yeah. one of the things we tried to do was just hide it as much as we could because we knew it wasn't working. Everyone's reaction was not a reaction we were not having. You know, it's yeah. like we see the same thing that you guys saw. We just tried. And and at the end of the day, it's a freaking man. It's the it's rock scorpion, st- stitched dude. to a scorpion. Like, <laughs> yeah. so what? <laughs> if it's a goofy shot, the thing he underlined that he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I wish I would have talked more about how much of a time constraint they were under those. Well, because yeah. like he he kind of touched upon the the mocap technology because they mm-hmm. were contractually obligated to use the rock's face mm-hmm. and like oh. get it and like like there was all this like super constrained timing. That meant that they had to get it done like in a crazy low amount of time. So and that's usually the mix. reason yeah. for bad visual yeah. effects is that for one reason or another, there's just not enough time. Yeah, not and all the time. other shots actually look really good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people forget that's a whole sequence, like a 20 minute part of the movie where like <laughs> yeah, they're like right? dancing yeah. around fighting. And the like scorpion. all the other shots are yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> the there, there's some great janky ones. One is that one shot, and but, it wasn't enough to discourage The Rock from doing. A standalone yeah. Scorpion King movie. It's yeah. just it's just because it's the the reason why it's so iconic is because it's the first shot of of that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So sh- well, what yeah. can you do? 
What can you <laughs> what do? Can you do? But what yeah, so like, uh, you know, Seth's on the couch with us. That was like when it, when we 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 were trying to like you know warm up a little bit, you know, hang out, the the tour, tour, kind of talk yeah. around a little bit because I didn't want to start right away. You don't yeah. want to like you never do. Like that's you always warm up. Yeah, it's like you you want to have like a little bit of time to get comfortable, and then we can actually start having, uh, you know, the show go and sitting down on the couch right here is Seth Rogen is just like this is where it got surreal like in my <laughs> head I'm like this is actually happening cool um but also it's like we're working we're professionals and it wasn't like I didn't get in my head around it you know mm-hmm. it was like I'm this could have been Clint yeah. for all I cared in the moment uh we're just talking you know VFX and as soon as we got going it was like pretty much immediately I realized this is gonna be amazing because <laughs> yeah. he yeah. he just had He's a story. very very smart guy. He's yeah, very smart. That's the thing. Everyone always pictures Seth Rogen as like the stoner dude because he's he, you know he does so many drugs and he's kind of cultivated that sort of like uh, image. But at the same time, this dude is one of the most prolific producers for being also a writer, director, <laughs> actor. Yeah. Uh, and and I think it'll be very apparent once people start listening to him talking yeah. with us, breaking down scenes, giving us the context as to the decision making process for certain visual effects in his movies. And he just had a lot to say. A lot of the time with guests, we kind of have to like not oh, try yeah, hard, completely. but you have to kind of encourage them to, you know, give a little bit more context or explain a little bit more. Or, or drop a little factoid that's yeah. interesting, you know? We had the opposite problem with yeah. Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but I found myself being like, I am struggling to find a Things moment to, to talk at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was like talking like too much or like no, over talking, no, no. but like exactly. he, he was touching upon like everything you guys would normally steer the conversation to. Yeah. He, so, he even like pulled out some tidbits that you yeah, had prepared. <laughs> we were looking at Escape from Los Angeles. I had the whole like yeah. little in my back pocket, the little factoid of like, oh, when they did wireframes back then, they couldn't afford computer animation. So they just painted wireframes on models and filmed it. And as we pulled up the shot, he's like, so in this shot, they actually had, uh, they couldn't afford wireframes. They actually painted wireframes on models. <laughs> 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 You stole my, you stole my fun fact. You stole my bit. You stole my so bit, man. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> to... I had brought up uh, Escape from Los Angeles. It was just like we had watched like one or two of his movies, so I wanted to have you know let's bring up this one, a random one. We didn't warm warn him ahead of time. He had no idea this was going to happen, and we we're going to start talking about it. And he literally dropped that right before Nico could. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It, you know, it's also. It's one of those episodes where you could effectively upload the whole thing uncut, and every moment of it would be fascinating. Well, good thing we have a website with <laughs> yes. extended cuts of VFX Artist React. That's true, and we, we did hit. our first extended cut last week with uh, Scott Atkins. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on YouTube, the episodes need to be edited a certain way, and yeah. need to play out a certain way. And there's there's algorithms to worry about, there's a lot of copyright issues we have to dance around. Like... There's a bar of quality we have to maintain. Yeah, and there's also a breadth of audience we have to keep in mind. You know, those vi- those videos get a million views, and you have everybody from, like, huge film nerds watching them, slash working professionals like, in the industry, <laughs> all the way to, like, just the most casual people who just, yeah. you know, think it's cool. Uh, and that's great. You know, I'm glad we can make an, a yeah. show that appeals to all of those people. But, like, to then focus in and be like, okay, let's get a little more hardcore, and let's delve into some of these pieces a little bit more deeply— that would cut off half of that audience and, you know, make it inaccessible to them. But we at least know that with the website, you know, that's for those people on the website or the, the subscribers, subscribers on the website are people that are passionate about these videos. 
And we can now give an avenue for people who want to, like, who are really big fans of like VFX artists react and stuntmen react. You know, this is an avenue for them to actually get into these episodes and get like 25 minute long episodes. They're still really good, but they just, they're just a touch slower. And there's a few less illustrations because there's more talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, it goes deeper into this stuff. And they're still super fascinating. Like the episode of Scott Atkins that's on the website is yeah. so good. And the stories he tells are so great. So yeah, I'm yeah. Just, but in the world of YouTube, you really have to uh, pay attention to pacing, and it's yeah, like the moment things move. slow down, it's like on YouTube you start losing people, and it, it doesn't matter how many people say like, "Oh, it's fine, I'll watch it, just make it longer, no big deal." It's like you're not sure making you YouTube will. videos; <laughs> you don't know how to do sure this. You will. I will say though, I think with Seth's episode, we have a bit more wiggle room with the tension span factor on YouTube, and I think most 100%, of the episodes can be longer cuts for this one. Yeah, yeah. it is a special occasion, and I think um, I, it would be an interesting experiment to do like a twenty-minute episode for YouTube, mm-hmm. and then and we, maybe just put it up uncut on the website. This is like, I will say this there wasn't is, a lot of like false like statements or like stumbling. Sorry, I just wanted to. <laughs> no, no, it's like out. this yeah. is the first time I can ever remember filming an episode after two plus years. Where after the first hour, I I legitimately had the thought, wow, the previous hour that we just shot, we can literally upload uncut mm-hmm. and it would be great. Yeah, yeah. like blew my mind. Yeah, once we get Jackie with, Chan. I mean, working with like people <laughs> that like are that. of that caliber. It's just going to be easy, especially when they're comedians, because mm-hmm. comedians are so good at improvising yeah. and keeping something going and like mm-hmm. playing, playing with conversations and playing with ideas. I mean, that's literally what they're trained to do. Um, and so if you yeah, it's like not like you look at what Joe Rogan does and it's and it seems easy. For him to just have these conversations with all these mm-hmm. people from all walks of life. Or for Seth Rogen to sit down with us and just go on and on about different types of films. But it's truly a skill to just be able to do that, to have that knowledge and to understand like, okay, this is what somebody else is going to find interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to that, not just like kind of randomly about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's a distinction I think most people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to talk to what the person on the other, the audience member finds interesting versus just talking yeah. yeah it's really tricky and i mean that's that is our job you know me and ren when we are with the guest or if i'm having stuntmen react like you know me and freddie or Gee or whomever like that is our job is to constantly guide that back to what is interesting and we didn't have to do any of that yesterday yeah, <laughs> yeah although i will say like right off the we watched total recall first that was the first yep. thing we got into and it was like it's like our warm-up it was yeah it was our warm-up and it was interesting it's and like we looked at like and I was one, doing way too much talking. Well, no, no, no. It, it, <laughs> I'll get to that. It wasn't that it was too much talking. It was that you started just interviewing him. Oh, right. <laughs> you started asking him questions that had nothing to do with Total Recall. Well, that was my pivot. <laughs> yeah, because we, we start off with Total Recall, which, you know, it's an amazing movie we haven't touched upon yet. I know uh, Seth's mentions he's liked it online. So I figured this is a great one to start with. And, you know, I had some fun facts up my sleeves. I did my research. And, like, you know... 10 minutes into it, I'm like, I'm talking about all these cool facts from Total Recall. I need to stop talking and get our guests talking. And so I guess there is some stuff, stuff to cut, Nick. <laughs> there is some stuff to cut. Yeah, you well, can no, cut I, I, I didn't position. see it that way, though. Yeah. I thought he was saying, uh, I thought he had contributions to make. I didn't see it so much as you talking too much. And then uh, 
it the when you, when you did start pivoting to ask actually asking him filmmaking and industry questions, mm-hmm. it felt like a very natural mm-hmm. progression of the moments. You know, yeah. it wasn't a bad thing. It was like I, I definitely had a. Nico, we're talk- we're supposed to be talking about Total Recall, but also, yeah, what do you say, Seth? Like, what is your answer? I'm very curious. And the fact that I was thinking that in the moment means that the audience is not going to care about what we're actually looking at looking at, at the moment. Yeah. It's like, they want to know his opinion. Yeah. And it became the perfect segue to This is the End, which is a movie that kind of encompasses all the different aspects of production for Seth. You know, he was very involved in a lot of different things with that film. Is everything from, like, here, we had to do photoreal monsters Versus, you know, deciding on practical effects of the suit to I'm writing jokes that have famous people in them and we need to figure out how to get them in the movie. Like there's a whole slew of so many interesting things that come up that you have to problem solve. So it was just like such a good thing to jump into. And then once we hit that, it was yeah. we were yeah. off for the next three <laughs> hours. Like we were just went by it quick. Yeah, it, it, it went really well. I wonder if he expected us to film for three hours. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we told oh, yeah. him. We told him that. Christian told okay. me that. Well, that's yeah. perfect. Good. Yeah. And we went in with the expectation of getting two episodes out yeah. of it. So, you know, we yeah. shot two intros, two outros, stuff like that. And, you know, as a testament to just how much of a professional Seth is, you know, he's done a lot of this sort of thing before. Like, nothing we did, he batted an eye out. It was like, this yeah. was all par for the course for what he's so used to. Um, yeah. So I have one more question before we move on to your Tesla, Ren. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> did, did he see my avatar? No. Yes. Well, he Wait, saw he it, but did. it wasn't operating. Uh, I commented, okay, I was yeah. like, I don't know how you didn't jump out of your skin when you saw that. And he was like, well, I did inside. <laughs> <laughs> I did inside. <laughs> there you go, Jake. There's the payoff for the video right, right there. Right. That, there that's coming is. out this weekend. <clears throat> my uh, my headphones have died. <laughs> Jordan! Do you, have, do you have AirPods? So a little sneak peek. AirPods. What Jake's referencing is... Sneak peek for the okay. Sunday's video. Still, we built Jake a fully functioning autonomous avatar for the studio. I'm not going to go into it further, but that's all you this need thing to know. Is freaky! It, it's pretty amazing. Every time I walk into the studio now and it's sitting there, I go, I do a double take. <laughs> like, wait, this is one of those. This is one of those things you don't post on Instagram beforehand. This is this is the <laughs> one where you leave it because it's yeah, so creepy. Yeah. It's that's just, right. It's too good, but we solved it. I, we solved the problem. We solved it. I, I somehow managed to not actually post a video of the thing because I almost did and I wanted to. Thank you for uh, not. And I, I <laughs> kind of just forgot <laughs> to do it. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. It was yeah. I didn't realize. Uh, but that being said, it was like there is just another uh, sneak peek. There's another person involved with this that basically had to dress up as you and. Yeah and pretend to be you and when i saw this person for the first time i literally feel like i had a stroke because my brain glitched out because i look over and i saw you but it wasn't you it was someone else's face and i literally thought he was a real life deep fake (laughs) like i literally thought a deep fake just walked into the (laughs) room because i was playing smash bros i was just like huh yeah i mean if you if you would have posted a video of that it would have been some really funny hype I wouldn't have been, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, I was just like, what, what are you doing here? And yeah, it, it was great. It was great. That was all, that was all uh, really cool. And that's, I guess that video is coming out this Sunday. Yeah. Coming out Sunday. Yeah. Nick and I solved it. It's, it's going to be fun. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I think that's going to be a good video. Can I, can I do a little segue for you to set up this next segment of the podcast? Oh, sure. Okay. So 
<clears throat> as we're getting ready for the Seth Rogen <laughs> shoot, which is a shoot that like I've been prepping for for a couple days, and I'm I was decently nervous about. Like, I embrace getting nervous because it means that you're taking it seriously, mm-hmm. and it heightens all your senses. I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with being nervous. But Ren had something happen that shook <laughs> shook things up a little bit. And I remember you saying like we need to com- compartmentalize this because I can't I can't focus on that right now with Seth Rogen about to be coming in and I need to do the VFX artist react episode of a lifetime here. So Ren, what happened? So okay, yeah, okay. So uh week and a half ago or so, or by the time you guys are listening to this, two weeks ago, I got into a car accident in my beloved Tesla Model 3 that I've had for three and a half years, have almost 60,000 miles on it. One of the first Model 3s? It was in the first 10,000. Wow. I had my reservation down for it before the car was even announced, technically. It was like the day of, they opened reservations that morning, and I went to a store and like put down my deposit uh, before I even knew what the car was going to look like. Mm. Fortunately... It was awesome. (laughs) I digress. Um, Yeah, so I've had it for a while. It still took two years to finally receive it, but um, I got in a car accident. I was on the highway. Uh, We were driving back from Oregon. It was my wife and I, Jenna, and our two dogs, and all of our luggage from doing a week-long vacation and road trip from L.A. to Oregon and back, and we were an hour away from L.A. on our second day of driving, and... Anyone who's ever driven on highways can relate to this. You know those moments when you're going along and traffic just slows down really quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like dangerously like quick. You're like, oh, okay, okay. And you're like, you're really mm-hmm. pressing on the brakes. And it's, it's a little harrowing. It's a little like nerve wracking, but it's not a big deal. Except for us, um, we managed to stop uh, in the car in front of us. There's enough room because, you know. I've been wearing it in the past, and so I'm always hyper, like, aware of the amount of distance between myself and cars in front and behind me, and so, and Jenna's the same way, and so there's a lot of room in front of us, there's also a lot of room behind us, between us and the car behind us. Slowed down, and that, it came down to just, like, a few feet on either side of us, but the pickup truck behind the car behind us wasn't able to stop in time for whatever reason, either he was tailgating too hard, tailgating is honestly, I hate there are a few things I hate more than yeah, tailgating. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it a few is... things like that irritate me more than uh, just sloppy drivers. It's like, yeah. you will kill somebody. Like, pay attention. Yeah. Use yeah. your fucking blinkers. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it, everybody. Use your fucking Dude, blinkers. That, well, so, that's the you're worst. A sociopath it's really you're too not lazy. hard to use your blinker. <laughs> yeah. And Some people are psychos, man. Yeah. yeah, so this guy, I don't know for a fact if he was on his phone or not, but I'm like, you saw traffic slowing down. You should have been able, like, you could see it ahead of you. It wasn't like his the car in front of him just slowed down really quickly out of nowhere. And he was like, oh, gosh. It's like, especially he's a, he was in a Ford 250 Super Cab, I think. It was a big truck with big wheels and stuff like that. He could clearly see over every car in front of us, like, literally looking down on us. Probably on his phone. Yeah, so I, I, I deduced that he was probably on his phone and simply didn't see the slowdown. And so he hit the car, which then bumped into the back of my car. And it wasn't bad. It, our, we were within two feet of the car in front of us, and we didn't hit that car. So <clears throat> we, we didn't yeah. get hit that bad. And it was just like kind of like, you know, scrunched up next to us. It broke the bumper. The bumper has to be replaced. And it crumpled up the, the side panel a little bit underneath the, the charge port. And that was pretty much the extent of the damage. I've posted a picture of this online. You can clearly see it's not that bad. So I've, I then had to deal with, you know, insurance claims, 
uh, getting a rental car, uh, getting an estimate on the damage and all that stuff. And, you know, I've been, I, I get a message yesterday morning. Technically I I got, I, I'd gotten the incident report the day before and it was a breakdown of the cost. It was going to cost $30,000 to repair the car. Jesus. From a simple fender bender. And I was like, like, that's not, I, I, I mean, okay. I don't know the reference. Um, I, I, I didn't, I don't think I watched the season with the Teslas in it. Um, anyway, accident and it's going to cost him 60 grand to fix it. And then he, he gets all upset because that's what it costs to fix it. I mean, (laughs) so that's pretty much exactly what reality is when it comes to Teslas. Uh Because I could not believe that it would cost that much. And it was around like nine or $10,000 in parts and $20,000 in labor. Jeez. And, it, and, and, and the, the, the estimate had a was breakdown. Like, was your like gold bar holder like cracked or something? Like <laughs> It <laughs> might as well have been. Can, uh, can you only get it repaired by, yeah, a Tesla, diamonds and, yeah. by a Tesla certified mechanic? You too? can get it repaired elsewhere, but it's not wise uh-huh. and it's a lot harder to get the parts um, only Tesla certified stations can get like the OEM parts that you'd want to put back on your car. Anyway, so I was like, and it, it had all of this stuff and in, in small, small two words, total loss. Oh my. And I was like, and I, sorry, I just I'm thought, fine. but it was like right next to all these terms that were defined. It, like half of this estimate was like literally defining terminology and it was around there and it said total loss. And I was like, I think that was just, I didn't really internalize that that's what that meant. Anyway, the next morning, I'm on my way to work uh, to begin, like, trying to do all the research for this Seth Rogen episode because I've been really busy on this other Solar World video. Uh, I haven't really had time to, like, research stuff. So I was like, okay, fortunately, I've got hours ahead of me. No big deal. I get a call from Jenna saying that the tow yard had just called her. Sorry, no, the auto body shop had called her saying that Geico is, uh, has deemed the car a total loss and you have to come get the car today man otherwise i'm going to start being personally charged for all of the storage fees and they were steep and i'm just i'm still i i in hindsight i realized i was going through stages of grief and the first mm. one is i think denial yeah. and i just couldn't believe it i was like there's no way and i was, I was starting to panic a little bit and just like i was very quickly becoming emotionally overwhelmed and that's on top of just everything else going on in my life. And so I, 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 I called my cousin who was an insurance uh, adjuster and him and I both kind of chatted a little bit about like what this means. Then we together called the actual guy who made the estimates. And this is like, this went on for a freaking hour and a half, just kind of going into the, the, the weeds of the details of why this was deemed a total loss. And so I understand it now. <sighs> so how, how could a fender bender be a total loss on this car? So the first thing we need to understand is that most Teslas are, or Teslas are mostly made of aluminum. Most of the body panels are aluminum. Uh, Model 3s have more steel than the Model mm. S and, and whatnot, but... Uh, it's very safe though, right? Aluminum is very strong. And... Well, aluminum is very light, mm. and it's almost as strong as steel. So it's almost. it's a good substitute if, if light weight is mm. a priority, which for electric cars it is, because a huge amount of the weight of the car is literally just the battery pack. Yeah. And, you know, regular cars don't have to deal with that. So a way they found to make the cars lighter is to use more aluminum. The problem is that aluminum is incredibly hard to work with. It doesn't weld very easily. It doesn't, uh, Mm. there's a bunch of problems with aluminum. And the way they designed their cars 
is in such a like we're gonna make <clears throat> we're gonna do one press stamp of this thing and this is the entire side panel of the car one quick moving on uh you know teslas have some of the most advanced factory engineering of any car on the market Mm -hmm. and and so because of that if you You i'm not not really like articulating myself very well but what i'm trying to get at is the side panel that got crumpled, they were going to need to replace, but the side panel goes all the way down and all the way to the front of the car. And wow. that is all the way the the aluminum is mounted to the rest of the car. It's first riveted. No, first they glue it and then they rivet it and then they weld it. They oh, have wow. to have several uh, layers of protection wow. for for the metal in case like let's say the rivets start popping yeah. uh, the weld will hold it or if the glue dries and the weld starts cracking the rivets will hold it stuff like that and they would have to cut into these panels in such a way that will damage other parts of the car and so the estimate that i got the reason why i couldn't understand it, it was like what do you mean you have to replace the roof what do you mean you have to replace <laughs> the a pillars what do you mean you have to replace the flooring None of that's damaged. And they're like, we will have to break it in order to fix what's broken. Huh? Because the actually like if you're going to cut this stuff and weld it, all the weld sparks going up is going to hit the 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 glass or just the heat of it will cause things to expand and crack the glass. If they try to remove it, the act of removing the glass breaks the film layer on top of the glass. Mm. And so, you know, just due to liability concerns and whatnot, they're not legally allowed to be like, it's fine. You know, or like, so there's all these different steps that they have to do that end up creating bigger issues. And so that $30,000 estimate was also just what they could see. They don't know what else, once they actually start removing stuff, whatever else is going to be there that mm. is just going to make that price go higher. And yeah, and so like, I, I'm at a point now where I at least understand why it was deemed a total loss for what at first appeared to be just a simple fender bender in yeah, it's 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 kind of devastating. I was really hoping to have this car for ten years. Like this was like my long term car. I was looking forward to yeah. And so, and now I'm having to deal with what is the current evaluation of this car? The value, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, on a current market and all this stuff. And it's a lot less than what I originally paid for it. And they're gonna say it's a lot. So less. Ren, uh, well, last I mean, time, and, and it's like, and last I put sixty thousand miles on it in three years. Last time we had the podcast, he said the uh, single best thing anybody could do would be to uh, buy an electric car. Do you still? Yeah. Do you still stand by those words? I do. So the difference is that there's a difference between an electric car and a Tesla. Um, Tesla designs their cars in such a way so that they're easy to produce, they're luxurious, and brittle. they're incredibly safe. Incredibly brittle. <laughs> They're actually the opposite of brittle. Well, brittle in the sense of... They're very squishy. Brittle in the sense of repair, reparations are brittle. Yeah, and and it's like like, uh, the bumper obviously broke as plastic. You can replace that. And then there's this impact bar. It's basically just a giant piece of metal that's supposed to absorb some of the impact. That was going to have to be replaced. But there was a dent in the actual body right underneath that. So Mm. you would have been fined if, if the impact had just gotten to the bar and not the actual chassis of the car then. It was like, had the car been half a foot to the left when it got hit and it was only damaging just a little bit of the body panel and like other things weren't really hit, it would have been a completely different story. Mm. In fact, at the the auto body shop this morning, because I had to go get all my stuff this morning so that they can take it to the yard to sell it at auction, 
Uh, oh. I had to go get the rest of my stuff. I took a hubcap. I took my my license plate. Wait, for... wait, 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 wait! Did you watch it get sold at auction? No. Oh, <laughs> come that wasn't on, man. Yet. That's like out this of a movie. Is... You got to do that. You should have stood there like in a black jacket and like a black tie. You know, like it's a funeral. Watching I am it. tempted to like find out more information about when it's going to be sold at auction and then just hype the hell out of it online. Be like, yo, what up? Uh, my trashed car is going on auction here. Everyone show up. I, I don't know why Do I'm thinking that. Stock. It's like a meme stock, Ren. Go get it. I don't know. I just, I, I'm very bummed because I would have loved to be able to like harvest all the battery cells out of it and stuff obviously they wouldn't want me to do that in fact he straight up said i couldn't when i asked um <laughs> uh, wasn't it your yeah. car well not once the not if i want to have any payout for it like okay. break off the screen okay. and use it as a cool ipad or I, something. Get, I get confused <laughs> tesla's concept of ownership is kind of it, it's, yeah it's it's weird it's and, and another unclear. thing is that like it, they they didn't initially uh, value or take into account the value of the extended autopilot that I had. Oh. And so that, you know, I paid $5,000 for that when I got the car. Or that was rather a $5,000 package, which now doesn't exist. Now you either get the stock car or you pay like nine or ten grand for full self-driving. Back when I got the car, you either had literally nothing or the enhanced autopilot, which had a bunch of extra features like summon. You can control your car with your phone, navigate on autopilot, or... The third package, which was the full self-driving thing, which I did not get because it did not exist. I do not believe in in buying a promise of something, even though that's literally exactly what I did with the car. Um, <laughs> I'm just Bad saying, sentence. that was the line I drew. It was between those two things. Um, Listen, I'll get your car, but you keep the autopilot, all right? <laughs> no, the full self-driving, I got the autopilot. Yeah. Don't um, come at me with that. I don't... Yeah, so it's like, you know, and he didn't... So that, that had dropped the value. So fortunately, I was able to point that out, and he was able to include that, which increased the value a lot less than I would have thought. Uh, and, but and then I also have all these free supercharger miles, that, you know, from people using my referral link, all friends. I don't think anyone in the f- fan world or audience has uh, really used that from me. I think one person did. But that's a thousand free supercharger miles that you can quantify with value. Like mm-hmm. it costs this much. So that's, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of stuff. Um, I had a bunch of that linked to my account. Now, I don't know for a fact if that will transfer over to another car if i was to get another tesla or if that train if that's attached to the vin so whoever gets the car next will get that if you're just to sell it mm-hmm. i don't know i was trying to like argue that that was like quantifiable uh, value and the guy you know very quickly shut me down with like no it's not mm-hmm. uh you know you can buy a car and get a wrap put on it that doesn't you know if if you a dealership's not going to care. It doesn't inherently increase the value. If you put on fancy new mm-hmm. reels or sorry, wheels, that doesn't that cost five thousand dollars. That doesn't mean you increase the value of the car by five thousand dollars in general. That actually to a usually specific buyer. That actually usually decreases the general market value for a car the more you customize it. Oh, really? Yeah. And now it does increase the value to the right person, mm. but. An insurance company is not that person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those things. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, just having to deal with all this. And so now I'm in a position of not even knowing if I can afford another Tesla. Because I don't know how much money I'm going to get back because I'm still, I'm halfway through my loan, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I don't know what it's called when you, when the interest is calculated for the, the term of the loan is calculated up front. Oh, you're still paying a lot of the principal or net, not the principal, you're paying a lot of interest. Value. 
I forget, there's a specific terminology for it that I can't remember, but you end up, it's weighted so that you end up paying the majority of the interest in the first third or half of the term of the loan. Yeah. And then most of the last half of the loan is more about the principal. Like so even though I've had loan. the car, yeah. I, even though I'm halfway through the loan, I'm less than halfway through it monetarily, if right. that makes sense. Halfway through the principal. Yeah. So I don't exactly know where, how much money I'm going to get and whether or not that's going to be able to completely pay off the car. Uh, there are things in in uh, to help with that called gap coverage, but that's on the finance side of things. Um, yeah, Jeez. yeah, and it's it's just a lot that you have to consider that you don't really think about when you buy a car. And so let's say I do get a bunch of uh, enough money that I could put money down on another Tesla if I decide to do that. Another thing I have to take into account is sales tax. Mm-hmm. For a car like that, you're looking at four to five thousand dollars at least just in sales tax that you have to pay up front. Yeah. You can't put that on the loan, mm-hmm. and it's that's easy to forget. So, we got an NFT sale coming up in two days. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, dude. That, <laughs> so, Red, that maybe, money was supposed to go elsewhere. You will, uh, maybe you'll be thinking about this next time you buy a car. I mean, and uh, it, yeah. <laughs> Anything in my well, life, once it's happened, it's I can really sit it the next time. There, buddy. It's Jake, called why, experience. Uh, why are you so smug, I'm Jake? sorry. This is just. I, I'm sorry that this happened. It sucks, but it's also Jake a great learning experience. And it, I'm just. It's. I don't exactly understand what the learning experience is here. The fact that you, I got screwed over because someone else was... don't understand what the learning experience is here? Let me rephrase. I don't understand what you think the learning experience is here. <laughs> the learning experience, in my opinion, is that you were a very vocal and avid early adopter of this technology, and now uh-huh. you're suffering some of the consequences because the market for the technology has not caught up to the people who have early adopted it. And it maybe it will, and it probably will eventually, and things are moving in that way. But you took a bet early... By being an early adopter, and sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes you pay for it. And so that's the learning experience the, I, that I have. I think that's sl- a slightly unfair perspective. If I was to do this over again, I wouldn't change it. I would definitely 100% unequivocally do it again. Well, then you haven't and learned anything from the experience. I don't think the lesson you see here is one worth learning. I think I... I'm still a 100% believer in electric cars in general. I'm still a believer in a Tesla as the best car. Yeah, but what the thing is, is that you're taking what could be a financial loss on this when next time there's new financial realities that you will probably consider. And the idea of I'm going to just grab this without even having seen the car, maybe that'll be maybe that maybe you'll think twice about that. I mean, part of me saying that was also pointing out how ignorant it was to do that. Uh, Well, yeah, yeah, no, I and I get that. Well, the situation—I see what you're saying. The situation will be this would honestly be the same with any car. Like one, insurance is pretty apt to total cars. They are. Um, they often write off cars as total losses, and you're going to be in the same financial situation regardless of whether or not it's a Tesla. If the car's written off, you're in the same exact boat of like. You lose money, even if it's not your fault. You're gonna lose money, and that's, that's, that's kind of life taking a crap on you. Five years ago, I, I had that VW uh, uh, GLI. It was like a Jetta type deal. I was really happy with it, and I got rear-ended again. And that car was deemed a total loss because of the framework damage. And I was a like year into owning that car, and I ended up kind of getting screwed in exactly what I just described. Uh, I, it was fine. I didn't lose money on. It. I didn't owe any money. I should say, but it was like I got screwed. That's the moral of that story is like, I, 
you know. That's what I, happens when you get in car accidents. I guess the concern it brings to me, though, about Teslas, mm-hmm. if there were, was a lesson, is like, are they as repairable? Or, you know. So that's and it thing. seems like the answer is no. I already, see, that's the thing. I already thought I understood that Teslas yeah. were hard to work on. They already, I already knew about the reputation for like, oh, it's, it's going to cost a lot of money to repair. Mm-hmm. I just didn't connect that with the idea that, well, first off, that it could happen to me. It can ne- no, you never think about how things could happen to you, you know. Um, it can happen. But, but then this secondly, is why, it's this like, is why I'm bringing it up because, like, that's 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 part of the process that no, and everybody that, goes that, through. Yes, and I'm I'm saying I have now learned that, and it's not changing how I'm going to act in terms of my perception of a Tesla. I it's that's why I had really good coverage on the car first off, and that coverage is helping me through this. So it's it, yeah, you know. I mean, it's definitely like anytime somebody's jumping into a vehicle that's a high-end vehicle, I mean, it's the same thing as like, it's the same thing as buying a house, honestly. It's like, it's not just the cost of the car that you have to consider when you do that. And there's also the, the what ifs, you know, it's like, what if you do get in an accident? How do you handle that? How do you handle sales tax, as you mentioned, Rend? How do you mm-hmm. handle insurance? I got a speeding ticket uh, in Uh-oh. the spring. My first speeding ticket in like a decade. Oh, no. Uh, my insurance went up $1,000 because a of month? speeding ticket. Dang. No, no, not a month. A year. <laughs> a, year. <laughs> a year. A year. Well, actually, it might be, it might be half you know, a year. This is, this, these are the things, though, like these types of life experiences that you only learn because it happens to you or it happens to somebody mm-hmm. that you know. Mm-hmm. They should really go. They should really teach scenarios like this in high school. They do when the bully takes your lunch. No, no I mean like <laughs> you shouldn't have gotten such a nice lunch. Like you teach, you teach like <laughs> you you teach a, a nice course lunch. called like practical economics, right? And it's about buying yeah, a right. car. It's about buying a house. It's, it's about, about doing your taxes. Yes. Doing your taxes. So I, I, and you actually, agree. you actually like give people your grade Dude. isn't based on how well you learn the concepts. It's based on how much money you're left with. At the end of the course, <laughs> and you have a fake amount of money that you have to start with, and you have to make purchasing nice. decisions along the way, and then you have like a value based on like how much money you started with versus the value of your assets at the end, and that's an act. That's what your grade is based on. Would be great. I think that's a Just really an interesting idea, idea and I would love to see that sort of concept applied more often in schools. That would be great. Hundred percent. Because yeah. going into the real world, I had no idea how to do taxes. Taxes are one of those things where it's like, wait. Everybody does this? Yeah. They didn't teach me any Wait, of this. everyone's they getting didn't... screwed? How many people are getting screwed? Everybody? <laughs> Don't no worry, dude. Way. It's so we can go and, you know, bring freedom to the East. Yes, that's why. I mean, whether or not you're getting screwed, just the realization that, like, just this it's, is a process it, it that you're It is, it is whether do. or not. It's, it's just when everybody gets screwed. You know yeah. what? I would argue, Jake, that there's some taxes that are justified. In fact, if of the government is well run. Of course there are some taxes that are justified, Nico. <laughs> Not most of them. <laughs> and, and to be clear, I, I, I understand I was also kind of getting defensive there, Jake. Like, I'm not happy about the situation. No, if this is still incredibly fresh, man, it's barely it. been 24 hours since I've started down the steps of yeah. grief here that I, <laughs> I outlined earlier. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly was, stable yeah. around any of this. So I yeah. thought you were kind of attacking me for something that I thought was unfair. But at the same time, I'm still also kind of sticking with my what I said. It's like, yeah, there are definitely some things to learn here, but it's and it, it is going to affect my perception 
of the the sort of pros and cons of buying another Tesla. But at the same time, I need another vehicle and I cannot foresee how it can be any other vehicle than a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. That, that being that, said, put that out on Twitter and see what people say. <laughs> I mean, that being said, I, I have like, what, two or three weeks left on my rental and then I'm out. So can, I'm like, can you use your own reference code? Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. If not, can you use mine, please? Oh, you just got dibs. You just got dibs. Um, I so I mean the problem is that like if I was to buy a Tesla right now, I have two options. I can buy it used or brand new. And if I buy it used, the entire marketplace is high right now. Yeah. Expensive used yeah. cars are everywhere. Yeah. Or rather, let me. I, that that was a weird way of phrasing it. Um. Just the market itself, the valuation of used cars is way up in general. It's and like so twelve percent basically over crazy. the last six months. Oh my god, wow. Yeah. And so yeah, and so I'm like, I can either do that or I can buy a brand new car and go through the same loan process and extend it out into the future again. Yeah. Um but even if I was to choose that route, I I'm I would have to wait at least three months to receive the car. Like it, I mean, yeah. potentially longer. Who knows what it, well, it is? Could, it always kind of changes. Wait, on. This is your chance to build the one wheel car. Think about it. <laughs> this is this is finally your chance. So what you do is, is you get a chassis, right? And <laughs> yeah. you take the wheels from four one wheels, and you get like axes and like yes. a motor in the center, and you link them all together with a drivetrain. And, and you're in wheel. like a seat in the middle. Chance of the Rapper <laughs> already did that. Did he really? Yeah, Sorry, Chance the Rapper made a, a a, made a car out of one wheel motors and tires. Oh, he, he did? did? Yeah. Oh, okay. God dang it, Chance. Well, okay. Damn. He had a lot of help. There goes our it was chance. for a show. But Still. yeah, it was like this little like go-kart thingy with just like a roll bar and that was basically it. But it was a bunch of one wheels with the motors that and the most expensive it. way to do that. Um it was <laughs> for some show. I never got to see it. I looked it up. I couldn't literally couldn't watch it. It was a TV show that didn't have any sort of internet streaming outlet. Um anyway, uh, I what what I think I'll probably end up doing in the short term here is actually buying a different car, just buy the cheapest used car I possibly can. Therefore, having the highest resale value, it could kind of like you did with the Leaf. Go the kind leaf. of yeah, go like kind of what route. I did with the the Nissan Leaf because I only had that Nissan Leaf for like six months before I got the Tesla, and I was able to sell it for almost the same amount of money I bought it for. So I ended up basically just having a free car for six months. Does Jenna have a car? She does have a car. Yeah. You ever think about just maybe getting like a really nice e-bike until you get around to the second Tesla? Well, I was. Wait, sorry, <laughs> real quick. We haven't asked this question. Just putting it out there. Are you going to get a Tesla for your second car? I, I'm, I mean. He just said he can't live without it, yes. Nico. It's, just, it's, 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 if you're a back. betting man, yeah, I would bet on that. <laughs> but okay. I, I haven't decided. You know, I've barely think even had it. a chance to think about any of this because I found out the car was totaled and had to be like, <clears throat> okay, that sucks. There's a lot going through my head right now that I literally can't think about because in an hour, Seth Rogen's going to be here and I have to turn it on so that I can be on camera. And then that was the entire rest of the day. And by the end of shooting, I had one of the worst headaches I had ever had Really, and pretty much just went straight home and just like did nothing. And then woke up this morning and had to go, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pickpocket the corpse of, um, <laughs> oh, no. the corpse. I had to loot the corpse just hit down like squat hit X and got my license plate uh, <laughs> uh, do, do one last selfie with it and then leave Aww. it and come in Aww. and then you know hit the ground running on the solar world video which we now have a final timeline 
by the way, of everything that I, I wrote, we've shot. Nice. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a full timeline. <laughs> this video is 23 minutes long. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really It's cool. about three times longer than an average this. video of these that I make. And so it is, I'm now like, okay, well, at least it now makes sense why it's been taking me so long just to write it and film it. <laughs> There's just a lot. You make a full television yeah. episode. And, and, yeah. And so just right off the bat, it's already like one of the most ambitious things I've ever done. And that's before taking into account any sort of visual effects of which I've been trying really hard to keep realistic and, and toned down. So there's a lot of... To make up for that, anytime I'm on camera, we have more dynamic shots that Matt and I had planned so that there's at least something interesting visually happening at all times instead mm -hmm. of just me talking That's to a good. tripod. That's really smart. Um, there, are some, there is a lot of that in this video, but there's also a lot more just generally interesting visuals in, uh, overall. It's going to get pared down. It's probably going to be a lot a, less than 23 minutes. Can you just make an episode of television real quick? Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah. So I'm. That's like been my 100 percent of my focus. Like I worked all weekend on this thing, just trying to get it to a point so that I could hand it off because I knew I wasn't going to be able to spend that much time on it this week. Yeah. Between all the filming, we're filming two React episodes. We've got this podcast today. We've got research for these React episodes. We're Video doing Friday. a crew uh, uh, <laughs> render challenge on Friday. It's like. Oh wait, we are. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> surprise! <laughs> it's been on the calendar, right. so not surprise. Which, what's the rendering challenge going to be again? We're um, thinking. We'll find out. We'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, so I guess what I was saying is that like this is valuable time. I can't just let be wasted. So I had to get the video to a point that I could kind of step away from it and without losing time. So I've just been a hundred percent all in on this while also just dealing with this car stuff. I have an idea it's for just, the render challenge. I've just challenge. been overwhelmed. I also have a headache right now. This headache <laughs> hasn't really gone away in the last 24 hours. I've been taking ibuprofen. I've been drinking a lot of water. It's still here. This you Friday. need a spa day, buddy. Yeah, you need a massage, Ren. I had yeah. a massage last Wednesday. We could go today. Oh, well. I went to Massage Envy. It was incredible. Oh, that's the other thing. I started physical therapy. So every, every other morning, I've been getting up earlier to go literally do exercises and stretches with my shoulder. And that's also causing pain. Well... Hey, if you want to hear Man. some funny karma, I in, I pulled my shoulder so bad a, a night ago. Yes, oh, the dang. day before really? yesterday, the morning before this morning. It is still so bad, and I think it's because of all the making fun of you I did when you broke your collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> because now, dude, it's like uh, it's better, getting it's just getting don't better. drive tonight, Jake. Because uh, I thought you, you I have some more Jake stay off the road for yeah, the next stay couple off the days, road, buddy. Dude, I know, I know. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought you were setting up an elaborate way to make fun of me. No, I was like, I'm oh, you didn't actually did plenty of that. Yeah. I already did enough of that today. But no, seriously, it's it's been rough, man. I gotta I gotta get some. I've been trying to stretch it, but it's like, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's funny. I didn't realize this, but my, uh, whatever this neck muscle is here, the trapezius, the trapezoid, mm -hmm. the, whatever this muscle is here has gotten buff <laughs> over the last few months, Got more so than my left one. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's more like, like triangle, uh, tumor. It's triangle tumor. You know, <laughs> triangle it's, tumor. it's, it's. <laughs> And it's because of the compensation. I've not been able to raise my arm, and so I've been oh. doing a lot more shrugging. And mm. I hadn't realized. Remember when I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm able to reach out now. But I was, like, like literally like... leaning out like this just to raise my arm. Yeah. And 
it's in this video, this solar video. Like, there's literally a moment where I reach down, I pick up a rock, and then I squeeze it, and I squeeze a bunch of oil out of it, and it falls to the ground. Um, but when I lift it, I do one of those, like, <laughs> one of these things where I'm like, oh, yeah, this rock. I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm just, like, looking at the footage, and I'm like, why do I look so weird? And I didn't understand it until I started doing physical therapy, and she was describing how my muscles all, like, tight and knotted up. My bicep has actually, like, receded a little bit. It's shorter, so that's the whole thing that we're working on. And, yeah, physical therapy has actually been great. That's I've been cool. enjoying it. You're suffering from a short bicep. It's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was like, it was that context when I finally saw that shot again. I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm literally seeing what she was describing, all the shrugging. Mm. Anyway. That's cool. Physical therapy, man. Maybe I should give it a shot for a little bit. My shoulders are a little screwed up, too. I, yeah. Look mm. into it. Stay, like Scott Atkins says, stay balanced. Yep. That's true. I should probably stretch. Instead also. of physical therapy, just do any exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, actually, yeah, exercise in general is great. I just realized this morning I can finally play Beat Saber again. Oh, yeah? I hadn't even considered it until, like, literally this morning. Oh they, I guess they released a new Skrillex map pack. Oh, really? And I'm like, okay, that, that sounds pretty cool for Beat Saber. That's going to be great, but too bad I can't play. Wait a minute. Yeah. And then I literally just like, <laughs> I was in in bed reading a tweet about it, and I I was just like, yeah, <laughs> Woo, I'm back, let's go. <laughs> you know they got a six v six v six v six mode going on in Pop One right now. Whoa. Oh my god, I should play some Pop One too tonight. You guys want to go play Pop One after? Dude, this? I yeah. honestly okay. would be down. I think. <laughs> Let's do it. I got oh, yeah, to Dude, I am. We're gonna play some Pop One. It's gonna Wait, be good. Red, you can let me sit get, down. Let me get this screen capture real quick. Uh, here, hold on. Wait, I'm what? To hold your arms out like this, Red. Yeah, like straight. Okay, turn. Uh, actually, just do it with your right hand. Turn straight at. Yeah, there you go. Do, do you trust yeah, him right now? That's perfect. Okay, what I'm capturing right now. T- turn it a little bit more towards Nico. Yes. It's like your arm is on the side where the participants are, but then it's sticking out into mainframe. <laughs> it's super weird. I'll share it. I'll we'll put it on here for a second. Okay, yeah, because I have no idea what you're talking All about. Right. Cut it, cutting the screen cap. Sorry for audio only. I just had to do that. <laughs> um Yeah. But anyway, I guess what I'm saying is that you know, shitty stuff sometimes happens. It is what it is. There's no value in dwelling on things that happen to you. And it's the only thing that actually matters is what you do about it. And so I had one of the best days of work ever yesterday, sitting on a couch with you and Seth Rogen. That was incredible. And and you and oh, basically the whole Seth Rogen crew is in this room right now. Yeah, like you and true. Christian. <laughs> um, like that was that was like an actual honor. And it is objectively cool. It also just happened to be on the same day that I was borderline having a nervous breakdown. Yep. <laughs> and and so it's like, I guess, yeah, I'm keeping my head up. I'm moving forward. It doesn't, it, there's, yeah, I, I acknowledge that there's no use in being angry about it. There's no use in, like, getting upset that this happened. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm moving on. I'm going to make wiser decisions in the future. I'm going to have more considerations thanks to these experiences. And who knows? Maybe this was for the best. Maybe my next car is going to be even better. Maybe I'll be like, in hindsight, be like, well, that was actually a pretty good thing. This ended up working yeah. out oh, better than be. I expected. It will be, man. So who knows? 
I you hear know, that new leaf, dude, is really dope. <laughs> <laughs> the Model Ys ain't bad either. I know, I, and that, see, that's the thing. I don't know if I'd get a Model 3 or a Model Y. Well, there you and go. Uh, uh, yeah, and assuming I can insurance. afford either. <laughs> and, yeah, gap insurance. All right. yeah, we did a really solid job compartmentalizing that, and yeah, you did. I'm glad you were able to do that, so that, that way you were able to enjoy the day with Seth Rogen. And, and it's like, if people are, end up watching that episode and are like, oh wow, and he was struggling with all that behind the scenes, it's like, yeah, I was, but in the moment, that none of that was on my mind. I was yeah. there. I was having a good time. That was real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, money comes and goes, and material items do too, but experiences yep. stay with you forever. Yeah, because, you know, I hear it all the time, especially because I had posted about it. Everyone's like, well, at least you're okay. And it's like, yes, you're True. right. But yeah. also... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, everyone and everything that actually matters is fine. Yeah. So, ultimately, no worries. Yeah. Dang, what a podcast. That's a great yeah. note to end Do you on, have I that think, little... Right Finger, yeah. Here, arc. I'll play a little sentimental. Yeah, here, I thought you were on your phone when I watched like the chill podcast. Oh my god, Nick's just chilling on his phone. I thought the same thing. <laughs> it's just like he's using a 1990s smartphone, <laughs> the big ones, but it's got like the screen. Ren, you'll get a new car one day. I might buy a Prius. Really? If I could find one super cheap. Hmm. Hey, I'm, if anyone out there lives within a couple hundred miles of LA and you want to get rid of your Prius super cheap, let me know. <laughs> super cheap. <laughs> we need a corridor We're podcast. We're talking pawn theme. shop prices. Okay? Yeah, like. Yeah, hey, Jake, I, I got a task for us. Maybe this can be a crew cuts video. Writing the jingle for the crew or the corridor cast. Yes. Yeah. And then we all got to get into saying it. The Little Mermaid. No, it's like the rug rats. It's just the same syncopation. See, you're making that same mistake uh, again. Yeah. Syncopation? Yeah, don't it's actually, a music syncopation term. is when you have two different rhythms playing on top of each other. Damn it, he's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. This takes us yeah. back full circle to the freaking opening of this, this uh, podcast. Yeah. Ren, are you about. ready? Ren, are you ready? Three. Two. Three, two, one. <laughs>